0: Jiminy Crickets. Jiminy Cricket is the name. I'm a happy-go-lucky fellow. Always getting in wrong for singing my song. A merry old soul am I. Jiminy Cricket is the name. I'll be hanging around this evening. I'll be tipping my hat and telling you that. Jiminy Cricket is the name. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our September episode of Dateline Jiminy Crickets. We took a little break for the summer, but we're back. And this time it's personal. Ruthie. (laughs) How are you? i missed you I'm so good. much. Good. I
1: know. We're back, though.
0: We're back. And, uh... We have a lot of fun stuff. Again, this is an all... Mostly... Well, we have one sad story that we're gonna talk about. But for the most part, this is a good news show. Again. And, uh... Before we get to all of our fun segments... I wanted to wish you all a happy autumn.
1: Yes. Happy autumn, Ruth. Coming up.
0: Yeah. Happy autumn. Happy fall. It's just a few days from now. It's the first day of autumn. And I've already been able to turn off my air conditioner after months of running it. Thank goodness. Yeah. So we probably sound yeah, less cool noisy. Drop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, just want to remind everybody that we are on Patreon, and it costs money to bring you magic, believe it or not, there's lots of uh, costs involved to bring you all this free content, so if you enjoy what we do, and uh, you would like to receive special rewards as a mutually beneficial relationship, uh, consider becoming a Patreon, and uh, some of the rewards include a uh, exclusive podcast called down the rabbit hole for the five dollar level and up and for everybody one dollar and up we offer a uh a package of music every month and uh for our other levels we also offer uh commentary videos on different cartoons old classic disney cartoons and Uh, different TV episodes and documentaries about old, vintage Disneyland, where Ruthie, our friend Brian, and I uh, do sort of a voiceover commentary, and uh, we send you those videos with our, our reactions and our different things that we have to say about those so that's a lot of fun too so um, those are sent out every month to people depending on what level you choose to donate at but everyone who donates gets uh, a reward even at the one dollar level so consider becoming a patreon subscriber and to do so you can go to uh, www.patreon.com slash disney chris And uh, another way you can support us is how, Ruthie?
1: Well, we have merchandise that you can purchase on a website, um, which Chris will give you the website in a minute. But we have T-shirts, stickers, notebooks, mugs, all this fun stuff with um, a few of our logos. The uh, Dateline Jiminy Crickets logo and then the DisneyChris.com logo. They're really fun.
0: Yeah, and and aside from what's pictured, there's also, uh, water bottles and tote bags and I think there's a hoodie. And, uh, there's also, uh, the t-shirts have more than one color. There's all sorts of different colors. And they're available in children's sizes and men's and women's, uh, cuts. So, check out us over at, uh jcpodcast.threadless.com and you can choose from all the different designs and all the proceeds go to help support our podcasts and my website uh you can follow us on instagram our friend brian has been running my instagram uh for us and uh he's been doing a terrific job and he's been basically i was posting like a chunk of images every couple weeks but he's sort of taken over and he's posting like a new one new image pretty much every day Mm -hmm. so it's more of a consistent flow and it's really we've gained a lot of new uh followers but we're always looking for more and it's a good way to check out what we're up to as well because uh we have uh we post you know like updates on the podcast and my website and things like that so that's disney chris underscore jc underscore podcast so check us out on instagram and then also on facebook we have a group for uh the jiminy crickets podcast so you can uh follow us over there on facebook if you, if you do facebook and uh Then, like I said, we have two other podcasts. One of them is called Down the Rabbit Hole, which is an exclusive podcast for Patreon subscribers at the $5 level and up. And what is Down the Rabbit Hole, Ruthie?
1: So this is our exclusive podcast just for Patreon subscribers, where we kind of have a little bit more loose conversation about whatever Disney topic we decide and we try to keep it topical at times, but, you know, we, we kind of just, uh, it's its not structured. So we'll just talk about a topic and kind of just bounce off each other, and um, we'll see where the conversation leads us.
0: It's unedited, and uh, I mean, I do a little cleanup on the audio, but we don't make any cuts or anything. It's just off-the-cuff, round-table chat. Yeah. We often will invite special guests and things like that. Uh, Jiminy Crickets is our original show, it's our parent show, and it is an audio-only podcast, we release once, uh, about once a month, and yeah. it's historical, uh, topics, we do deep dives into different things, and, uh, the way to, uh, check out all of our, uh, passion- well, first of all, here's some of the episodes, I'm jumping ahead, Here's some of the episodes that we've recently released and then one that's coming soon. Uh, We did in August a 65th anniversary tribute to Lady and the Tramp. And earlier this month, we did an episode on the history of the uh, extinct attraction, Nature's Wonderland. And coming up in the end of September it might be early october um is uh, a salute to Haley mills the disney legend child actor uh we're going to talk all about her film career and her life and uh it's going to be a lot of fun so you can look forward to that now this is what i was trying to say earlier i was jumping ahead <laughs> this is our website that you can go and listen to all of our past episodes it's Jay Cricket, jay cricket's podcast Dot .blogspot.com and we have all of our uh, I think we're up to 126 shows so you can listen to all those you can listen to all of our past shows of uh, this this podcast as an audio version, Dateline Jim and Crickets and uh, we also have a few other extras over there so be sure to check that out so we also want to give a shout out to the RoarBots who host our podcasts over there on their website as well and it's www.therobots.com and aside from Disney they have all sorts of geek culture over there, video games, uh, comic books, Star Wars, Star Trek, Dungeons and Dragons, all that sort of geeky stuff if you're into all that. If you're a total nerd like Ruthie and I, you can go check that out over at the Roarbox. Now, just briefly want to mention my website. If you're not aware, I also, aside from my podcasting activities, I run a website called DisneyChris.com. And I have two things. There's, there's several features over there, but probably the two most uh, uh, appreciated are uh, audio content related. The first one being... The Disney song of the day, and every day of the year, 365 days, I post a uh, song. You can always go back and listen to the songs. I have a catalog. You can go listen to everything as far back as uh, January 2018. And uh, every song, every day has a brand new song. And this month, I'm doing a special. Uh, Sherman Brothers. Every song this this month is a Sherman Brothers song. I call it Super Califragilistic September, a month long tribute to the Sherman Brothers. So be sure to check that out. Now the other thing that people enjoy about my website is my Disneyland Magical Audio Tour, and I just uh, hit a milestone. I now have over two thousand audio tracks over there. And uh, that is a bunch of music and audio and and narrations and just sound effects and anything you can imagine representing the original Disneyland theme park. Uh, Split up into 27 different chapters and uh, it's a lot of fun. Now, just the other day, by popular demand, (laughs) <laughs> finally, added a mobile-friendly version. This is not an app. It's a web, It's still on a web browser, but it is more uh, compatible with mobile devices. It's readable. It it it'll adjust its size if you if you're looking at your phone in portrait or if you're looking at it in uh, widescreen, however you have your phone, it will adjust the images accordingly, and it won't have anything running over the side, and it's all just very basic and simple, so if you're using a mobile phone, it's much easier to use And So far, everybody seems to really appreciate it, I've had a lot of positive feedback already, and that, uh, you can get to that by going to my website, you can find links all over my website, but if you want to just call it up directly at disneychrist.com mobile-friendly-audio-tour.html. So, before we get to our main topics, we have a very special announcement. Dateline Jiminy Crickets proudly endorses Concierge Vacation Planners a Disney-authorized specialty vacation planning service. Concierge doesn't just book your trip. They walk you through the entire process, helping you plan out every detail, one-on-one, to make the very most out of your vacation, while saving you both time and money. And the best part is, they charge nothing for their services. You will get the exact same pricing as if you booked your vacation directly through Disney. But in using concierge expertise, you've got the added bonus of having your very own personal Disney guru planner by your side. Both Ruthie and I are also satisfied customers, and we just can't recommend them enough. Visit their website at www.concierge.com. That's www.c-o-n-c-i-e-a-r-s.com, as in mouse ears. So when you book your next Disney vacation, Be it Walt Disney World, Disneyland, the Disney Cruise Line, or many of the other Disney destinations available worldwide, contact Concierge Vacation Planners, and be sure to tell them Disney Chris sent you. So I did mention we have one sad thing to talk about but it's gonna be bittersweet because we're gonna be remembering someone who brought us a lot of happiness. And uh, we're very sad to see them go. And they were way too young and too talented to be taken away. So um, Ruthie put together a wonderful little outline, and she's gonna talk about, of course, Chadwick Boseman recently unfortunately passed away so Ruthie take it away
1: yeah so on August 28th he passed away at the age of 43 and um, we all kind of learned along with this shocking news that he passed away so young was that he had been battling colon cancer since 2016 and he had not told anybody this well he had told a, a handful of people but the majority of America did not know this about him. So um, it was all kind of a shock because of his age and then the, the fact of his the reason. So um, I just want to kind of go through his um, life a little bit and honor him. And, um, and then I'll read a couple of quotes that we have here. But um, so he actually, um, he was born and raised in South Carolina and he is a graduate of Howard University, which is a historically black college and um, in, in the DC area. And one of the things that he did while he was attending um, Howard University is um, attend the British American Drama Academy at Oxford. So um, he was definitely going um, to Howard University for acting and drama and things like that he he took some courses in directing there and I know that he also was mentored mentored by Felicia Rashad for a little bit of time while he was there as well so um this that's kind of how he got involved in the uh entertainment industry and um from there he moved to New York and he had like bit parts in uh, you know local theater and you know he had like guest roles on all the shows that everybody guest stars on law and order CSI ER things like that um but his real breakout role especially when it comes to film was the the movie 42 where he played Jackie Robinson and this was in 2013 and um this was a huge movie like really popular um you know Jackie Robinson is a sports legend he actually Ironically, he grew up in Pasadena, where I went, where I um, am from. He went to Pasadena City College, where I went, and then he moved on to UCLA, where I went. So I I feel very, uh, you know, connected to Jackie Robinson in many ways. And so it was great that he honored him by playing him in this movie. And he had a great performance. And so if you haven't seen this movie, you definitely need to check it out. Um, So from there it was kind of where he got noticed. And um, Marvel noticed him and, and decided to sign him to become the Black Panther. And the Black Panther actually, before the, the title movie of Black Panther, makes his first appearance in the movie Captain America Civil War, which came out in 2016. And this is where he is playing the Black Panther, T'Challa. And um, because, you know, that. You know, the whole storyline in Civil War where that involves the character of Black Panther. You know, it revolves around his father and stuff like that. And it, it kind of progresses into what we now know as the twenty eighteen film Black Panther. And this is his standalone movie. And this was an amazing humongous success. I mean, this is this made over a billion dollars worldwide in the box office. It broke records people were going to see this movie in the theater three, four, five, 10 times, you know, a whole bunch of times just to support this, this film because it was good, not just because, you know, it was a predominantly African-American cast, but because he was just really stand a standout character, a standout performance. I mean, the story was good too. It wasn't just him, of course, but, but we're talking about Chadwick. So, um, it, it really cannot be overstated the impact that this film had on modern culture and also the the images that were presented in this film of a powerful and thoughtful black man a leader of an African nation and he's a superhero and he, and he is willing to battle go for go to battle for the things that he believes in and, um, it's just an amazing portrayal of something that isn't shown in such a, a worldwide um, arena. And so that that's another reason why this really stood out as a huge, amazing movie, not to mention the fact that it is a great movie and it's incredibly rewatchable. And I mean, I, I recently rewatched it again for I don't know how many times I've seen that movie, but I love it, I love it. So after he um, played T'Challa um, he did a couple of other movies so he also played James Brown in the movie get on up here's an image of him there playing James Brown and then he also played Thurgood Marshall in the movie Marshall Thurgood Marshall was the first african-american um, Supreme Court judge and this that's a really good movie and he's really um, he does a really good job of acting in that film as well so if you haven't seen those uh, get on up or Marshall. You should definitely check them out because they're really great. So then, he um, continued to play Black Panther in a few other films, which is adventure, um, uh, Avengers: Infinity War. So here's a, an image from that, and this part of that storyline actually takes place in Wakanda, where Black Panther lives, and um, and he leads, uh, you know, a part of a a battle that's in the the film. And then he returns in uh, Avengers Endgame. And this is, uh, you know, the biggest film ever. And he, you know, he's also returns in the end scene there um, for that movie. So he's played T'Challa in in, uh, now four different movies, which really makes him uh, synonymous with this character which is also why a lot of people are having trouble being able to to fathom somebody else possibly being in that role. So, which is another whole issue altogether. But um, he also recently, um, there's a movie that just came out on Netflix called Duff I'm sorry, Defi Bloods, which is a, a Spike Lee movie about the Vietnam War. And um, so he plays a role in that. And so that's on Netflix now, you can go see that. There's a couple of other movies here that um, he's been in that we haven't mentioned uh, or showing you image of them. But I mean, they're definitely, all of his films are are really uh, worth checking out because he is he's just a, an amazing performer. Um, but I wanted to read you a couple of quotes. Like I said, um, I have a quote from Bob Iger And then I have a quote from Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel Studios. So this is the quote from Bob Iger. We are all heartbroken by the tragic loss of Chadwick Boseman, an extraordinary talent and one of the most gentle and giving souls I have ever met. He brought enormous strength, dignity, and depth to his groundbreaking role of Black Panther, shattering myths and stereotypes becoming a long-awaited hero to millions around the world and inspiring us to dream bigger and demand more than the status quo. We mourn all that he was, as well as everything he was destined to become. For his friends and millions of fans, his absence from the screen is only eclipsed by his absence from our lives. All of us at Disney send our prayers and heartfelt condolences to his family. And then Kevin Feige had this to say, Chadwick's passing is absolutely devastating. He was our T'Challa, our Black Panther, and our dear friend. Each time he stepped on set, he radiated charisma and joy, and each time he appeared on screen, he created something truly indelible. He embodied a lot of amazing people in his work, and nobody was better at bringing great men to life. He was as smart and kind and powerful and strong as any person he portrayed. Now he takes his place alongside them as icons for the ages. The Marvel Studios family deeply mourns his loss and we are grieving tonight with his family. So I just wanted to honor him because in his short career basically in film, he was able to really make an impact by the choices that he made, the people he chose to portray and the films that he chose to make, are statements that are we are gonna l- be able to, to view anytime we want. And, and just kind of remember him through those portrayals because he chose to take the time that he had and really make a statement and show people um, something that they're not used to seeing in the theater. So, and the other thing is, he, he really did a lot of humanitarian work outside of his, you know, uh, acting. He, he visited, uh, you know, kids with cancer and things like that at, at hospitals and, and he really cared about people. And that you could tell through his portrayal and in the characters that he's playing in the film, but also in in his personal life as well. When he would speak and when he was doing like um, press tours for his films and things like that, he was really um, a thoughtful person who really cared about what he was doing. And so you can tell that in the choices that he made. And I just really felt like we really needed to honor him. And then this last picture here that you're seeing is the the photo that was released when they announced it on social media that he had passed. And so this is why I want to end with this picture because they obviously chose this picture for a reason. This is how we want to remember him with a huge smile on his face. And um, I just, uh, it's its still really hard to think that this young man is is no longer going to be making any more films. So I wanted to honor him.
0: again with our disney top 10 and uh well we have a surprise for you (laughs) it's not the top 10 it's the top 20 20, 20, 20. (laughs) so we actually could narrow it down to, to, to to 10 so the topic for this uh top 10 slash top 20 is disneyland on parade and we'll find that a lot of our segments on this episode are going to be parade related so it's all going to tie in sort of and uh so i went through and chose what i feel are the top 20 best disneyland disneyland specific parades of all time and uh want to listen to music from all of these parades, you can do that on my website under my Disneyland on Parade chapter. So the first parade is from 1987 and 1988, and it was the Blast to the Past parade. It was sort of like a salute to the fabulous 50s, and it had a girls in poodle skirts and guys in letterman sweaters and it had uh, the Three Little Pigs gas station and it had Goofy dressed like Elvis and just a lot of fun. And this was sort of part of a, back in that late 80s period Disney was trying to do all these different overlays of the park that were themed to try to get people to come out to the park and this was one of three different ones that they did the other two was called circus fantasy and then they had the Disneyland State Fair and all of them had parades but I felt like this one sort of represents all three and it was sort of the best out of those three really So that's why I Mm -hmm. decided to include this one
1: yeah I know I've seen this one but the timing of it I can't really remember so it was and that's kind of the the theme for me of a lot of these
0: (laughs) yeah it was like a seasonal thing that lasted like three months and they did it two years in a row and uh Mm -hmm. it was uh the song was the song from breeze we go together oh yeah yeah Speaking of songs, the Donald Duck 50th Birthday Parade from 1984, probably the most memorable thing about this parade was the song, because it was the song people still think about today. Happy birthday, happy birthday. You know that song, Ruthie? Mm-hmm. I that do, the, because was the... it was
1: released on one of the Disney albums that I used to listen to as a kid.
0: Splash Dance. Now, yes. the song predated the parade by a year. because Splash Dance came out in 83, and that's when the song came out. But it was so such a good song and so popular, they chose to include it as the theme song for the Donald Duck Parade. The next one is from 1986 and this came out at the same time as another record and this is the Totally Mini Parade. 1986 was named The Year of Mini, and she had her very own parade. She also had a stage show and she walked around the park wearing totally modern 80s clothes Yes. sort of inspired by Madonna with her gloves, mm-hmm. her lace gloves and big <laughs> and, uh the album had um, the song that was also in the parade the totally mini song and it was just sort of very 80s as you can see from this picture a lot of people dressed in sort of modern outfits and lots of 80s stuff going on sure Ruthie loved this.
1: I actually do remember seeing this and I did love my Totally Mini.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So the next parade was sort of, it lasted quite a while. This one premiered for the 40th anniversary. Was it the 45th? I can't remember. But uh, (laughs) it was, um, It started out as an anniversary parade. And then they just changed the name of the parade and kept it for five years. As uh, the... I can't remember the name of it. Parade of the Stars. So it was the (laughs) same exact parade, but they changed the name of it. And this one had huge... Floats that were all different sorts of animals. Like this one is a you're looking at is whales, and uh, mm-hmm. I think it was um, inspired by Fantasia 2000. So it must have been the um, mm. what what year was 2000 anniversary? That was the 45th anniversary. 45th, yeah, yeah. So it was it definitely was the 45th anniversary because it came out at the same time as uh, Fantasia 2000, because a lot of the floats sort of remind you of that movie, some of the things included in that movie, including if you can sort of squint and see, there's the float behind with Sorcerer Mickey, because that was also, they brought that segment from the original Fantasia back to that parade. But this, the music from this was really wonderful. It was sort of a medley of all sorts of classic Disney songs. But what's interesting is that wasn't the original song. The original song they were planning to use, and they did use for a few weeks before they changed it, was Pomp and Circumstance, which is the graduation march. And that was in Fantasia 2000, in the Noah's Ark segment from Fantasia 2000. Mm -hmm. That's the music that they used. So it all had a tie into Fantasia 2000. The reason they took that music out is because people were, like, falling asleep during the parade. It was just not <laughs> very good for a parade. So they changed it to a medley yeah. of Disney songs. So and that
1: not... pomp and circumstance is all because of Michael Eisner. He wanted to use that music.
0: Yeah, that was a Michael Eisner. He he gets these note. He would get these notions. And then yes. people would have to and insist. Out how to, yeah. Yeah. So the next parade was sort of a short lived but very interesting and very. I remember it and I really enjoyed it. And I feel like it's one of the best parades Disney ever did. It uh, was called uh, uh, Fantasy. Flight like, of Fantasy? Flight of Fantasy Parade. And the reason they called it Flight of Fantasy is because they had all these balloons characters it's the first time they ever tried that where they had inflatable things a lot of the walk around characters were inflatables and they had people inside an inflatable suit and uh, a lot of the floats were inflatable and it was sort of it it was a 1983 parade and it was part of the grand opening of the new fantasyland in 1983 and so it all the segments tied into all the different movies that are featured in Fantasyland plus a couple extras what you're looking at right now is from the Winnie the Pooh segment these are the Heffalumps and Woozles but it also included all the different things that are represented in Fantasyland so it had a Pinocchio it didn't have a Mr. Toad but it had a Pinocchio Hmm. Snow White Sleeping Beauty um, Peter Pan Um, Alice in Wonderland Wonderland. and then in addition it also had Winnie the Pooh and it had the Sorcerer's Apprentice and the Dance of the Hours from Fantasia and then it also had the um, Babes in Toyland represented so Mm. all sorts of fantasy films really great parade the music is fantastic too so number 15 is another anniversary parade this time mickey mouse's 50th anniversary in 1978 one of the most notable things about this parade is the fact that this was the premiere of the new mickey costume they changed Mm. his look in 1978 as part of the 50th anniversary they gave him more padding made him more rounded and gave him bigger gloves and a, a little more chubby and round if you look <laughs> at some of the earlier Mickey Mouse costumes they're not quite as rounded And so this is when they came out with a whole new look for the costume and this uh, version of Mickey lasted until his 60th anniversary when they changed the costume again 10 years later huh. but this was that the-
1: designed by John Hench?
0: I'm not sure, but I do know that this is the Mickey I grew up with, this 70s, 80s Mickey. That's the Mickey I remember growing up with. Mm -hmm. So the next one is another anniversary parade, but this is a Disneyland anniversary, the 25th anniversary parade. And like the 45th anniversary parade, this one stuck around, but it only stuck around an extra year. And for the second year, it was renamed the happiest homecoming on earth parade or the family reunion parade Mm -hmm. and i'm sorry not the happiest homecoming on earth that was the 50th this was called the family reunion parade and this was interesting because the parade was really a salute to disneyland because it was split up into segments and each segment represented one of the themed lands in the park so they had a main street Mm. section and an adventure land frontier land bear country New Orleans Square, Tomorrowland and Fantasyland. Those were the lands that existed in 1980 and uh, what you're looking at here is part of the Fantasyland segment from the parade they even had an original song for the Tomorrowland segment um, which was also in a stage show called Disneyland is Your Land that premiered at the same time and the song i'm sure some of you have heard it is uh, to tomorrow, tomorrow you know that song with the <laughs>
1: um, not off of that i'd have to hear
0: more everything of it. <laughs> you dream today comes our way in hmm. tomorrow I probably have heard of it. <laughs> Next parade. Yikes. <laughs> so, what this is, is the Lovebug Parade. There were only two times this was held. And I don't mean two times at the two time periods, like once and then once again. Only two parades ever. And the first one was in 1969. And the second one was in 1974 for the sequel to the Love Bug, Herbie Rides Again. And what this was is they had a contest. And they invited people to bring their Volkswagen Beetle to Disneyland. And they set them all up in the parking lot. And they had them decorate their car. Um, And they covered it with paper mache and balloons and just whatever creative things they could think of to to create a character or some sort of fun look to their volkswagen and then they chose i think 40 of them to participate in the parade and they had a parade down main street they divided it into sections like one was salute to america and anything patriotic was included and then they had the comedy section and then they had a nostalgia segment and then out of all the participants they chose a winner and uh the winner won a brand new volkswagen beetle (laughs) that was the grand prize so that was held in 1969 and then it was a promotion for the film the love bug which came out at the same time and then it was held again in 1974 but it's just such a bizarre thing even though it was you know only done twice and it's just so interesting and different that it has to be included there's lots of footage of it out there too it's it's fun Mm -hmm so the next one is from the 90s and this was when Disney started doing parades that tied into their latest animation releases and there were several of them and we're not going to talk about all of them but there's other ones that we're not going to show like there was a Mulan parade there was a Mm -hmm. Hercules parade this is the first one though And this was the Aladdin Royal Caravan, and basically this is the exact same scene with the song Prince Ali from the movie. They basically recreated that whole scene as a parade, and this ran at both Disneyland and at the Disney MGM Studios at the same time. And I remember seeing this, and it was a lot of fun, because they had all sorts of crazy costumes of the genie. Like, he popped up everywhere throughout the whole parade. (laughs) And just all sorts of weird things. Weird costumes and funny situations. So this was a great parade. And, of course, the theme music was Prince Ali. And speaking of uh, parades that... uh, have to do with animated features number 11 is the lion king celebration and this parade was so popular i think it ran for like three years maybe even four and uh (laughs) had the music from the film and it had uh traditional african costumes with dancers and mechanical animals and uh they had, you know, these mechanical versions of, sort of animatronic versions of a lot of the characters that were four-legged because it's hard to have a regular walk-around costume of that type of character. What's interesting about this parade is it, it really led to a lot of other things, and I think that it really, the popularity of this parade really is what evolved into the Broadway musical because mm-hmm. this is the first time they did The Lion King as a thir- three-dimensional experience and it just sort of inspired so many other things they had a stage show in Walt Disney World with puppets and then they had The Lion King show in the Animal Kingdom and it just all sort of led up to the Tony Award winning musical believe it or not yeah. So number ten is paint the night which was the replacement of the main street electrical parade which ran like for three months and went away and everybody wants it to come back it actually premiered in hong kong disneyland and then they brought it to california it was really popular and then they just stopped running it and they never brought it back (laughs) and it's in a warehouse somewhere yeah uh, i
1: actually have seen this one yeah multiple times so this is a really great parade it has a really fun song you know you just it just makes you feel like dancing it's really um, exciting to watch they did run it so they ran it originally first at Disneyland and then they did bring it to California Adventure when Pixar Pier opened Oh, that's right. Yeah. and they were running it at that. night there but there yeah. I don't believe they're doing that any well obviously not right not currently but I don't believe that's on the roster to be run
0: yeah Hopefully it'll come back soon. Yeah, it's really popular. People love it. Yeah. Next parade is from 1990. This one I know because I worked there the summer this parade was going on. <laughs> and I've told stories about how the cast would be eating in the employee, cast member cafeteria, and it was just crazy. It was like there'd be women with, you know, bananas in their hair and <laughs> eating lunch, so... Anyway, this is called the Party Gras Parade and it was sort of a Mardi Gras carnival Latin American inspired uh theme, but it was to celebrate the 90th anniversary and they had these giant inflatable balloon floats that you can see here and many sort of notably had the uh Carmen Miranda Fruit mm-hmm. basket on her head. She'll be Carmen Miranda Mountain when she comes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this this parade is actually featured too on that uh, Disneyland fun sing along song video from the '80s, or from actually it's early '90s. Um, so I, I think they show some scenes from that too. So if you've they ever do, watched that sing along song,
0: they do show this parade, but it's not the song. Yeah
1: yeah it's not the song song. that they would play in the parade but you can see some images the song they
0: actually play in that video was originally written for Mickey's 50th anniversary parade the uh, Disneyland parade song in that Mm. sing along video yeah the next parade is from Disneyland 1959 the grand opening and this was only held once this parade back in the old days they often would only hold a parade one time. It's not like it was later. Um, And this is an example of that. Um, And this was the day that the submarine voyage, the Matterhorn, and the monorail all premiered. It was televised on live TV and uh, hosted by Art Linkletter. And uh, the parade had a segment that was a uh, parade of many lands where they showed different countries, which was actually a parade they would normally hold during Christmas time over a weekend. They'd run it, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right before Christmas. It was the first Christmas time parade, and they would just invite a whole bunch of civic organizations from different cultural centers. To do their, to wear their native costumes and do their native dances, and it was just sort of an around-the-world parade. This was held in Disneyland beginning in 1957. And then for 1959's grand opening, they decided to include that in the summertime for a change, for part of this. But the second half of the parade took you through all the lands of Disneyland again. just like the 80, the 1980 25th anniversary parade did. So they had a Main Street. Section They had a Frontierland, Fantasyland, and then for the Tomorrowland section, they showed the new attractions as three different floats. They had a Submarine Voyage float, which we're seeing here. They had a Matterhorn float, and they had a mono- a very bizarre monorail float <laughs> with a lot of tinfoil on it. <laughs> I remember that, Ruthie? hmm We recently looked at that parade together and did a commentary on it, so fresh in our minds (laughs) so number seven this is the 50th anniversary parade again it stayed around for about five years and so they just started calling it the parade of dreams after the 50th anniversary ended Julie Andrews sort of did the announcements for it Mm -hmm. and it had a float at the beginning that sort of represented Disneyland with the train station but the rest of the floats were just all sorts of random movie animated films being represented. I think there was an Alice in Wonderland float. There was a Pinocchio float. Um, I think there was a Little Mermaid float. So not really anything to do with Disneyland. Like the 80, the 25th anniversary was Definitely centered around the theme of Disneyland, whereas this parade was more just Disney in general. Yeah. But the song, Welcome to Our Family, originated from the movie Brother Bear. They reused mm, it yeah, course. that's right. Yeah. So, who designed this parade, Ruthie?
1: This is designed by Kevin Kidney and Jody Daly. A yeah. couple of very awesome, amazing Disney artists.
0: Yeah, and so this was. Uh, uh, what was it called? That game. Sensational. Sensational. I was gonna call it Fantasmic or Fantasmagorical oh. or something. Sensational. So this was. Uh, all the parades were designed by those artists, and it just had all sorts of random Disney films represented it had a jungle book it had a really wonderful mary poppins section that had a um three caballeros uh princess and the frog i think there was a little mermaid they always re- little mermaid is always in every parade for some reason and uh what other segments that's all i can remember but anyway it was it was uh just recently retired. It started in 2012. It lasted a long time and I really love this one. I never got to see it in person but I have seen video and I do like the music from it. Mm -hmm. So number five is uh, the Christmas Parade which has gone through different names over the years but uh, we'll call it uh, the Very Merry Christmas Parade because uh, I think that's what they call it currently. And, of course, yeah, we, have so to, we have to represent this because it's sort of a Disney tradition, and it's mm-hmm. a, especially the iconic Marching Soldiers, which started doing the parades in Disneyland even before Babes in Toyland, the movie that they came from, came out. They, they were in the park a year before Babes in Toyland even was released a parade called the Parade of Toys. um, Which is interesting.
1: Yeah. This is the parade that you see every day on TV when you watch those Disney Christmas Day specials.
0: Yeah. Every day?
1: Well, every Christmas (laughs) Day, I meant.
0: Oh. (laughs) I'm like, what? What
1: Yeah. (laughs) Not every day. Every day is a Christmas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... Number four is the was the Bicentennial Parade and this was at Disneyland and Walt Disney World and uh, it was called America on Parade. This was the lead float with Mickey, Donald and Goofy as the sort of the Revolutionary War characters. but it sort of went through different periods of history in America. They had a Columbus, sailing ship segment they had the pilgrims they had the old west they had like the modern times with a giant tv and just all sorts of different things having to do with the history of america but what people probably remember the most are the giant headed (laughs) characters because they had they had Disney characters at the beginning and at the end of the parade, but the main characters were the people of America, and they had these these regular sized bodies with giant heads.
1: <laughs> like I remember the Brent, Ben Franklin one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think they're cute. I kind of yeah, get, I get what they were going for. A lot of people think they're creepy. I don't agree. Um I think the people younger than ruthie and i millennials like to say everything is creepy because it's a meme it's like yeah. <laughs> it's the cool. it's what the cool kids are saying mm-hmm. they don't understand they don't you know there are some things where we will agree that are legitimately creepy like some of those old costumes of mickey mouse before disneyland like from the 30s yeah those can those are creepy and like gas masks that look like Mickey Mouse is creepy, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, not not just because something is a costume doesn't make it creepy for me. Anyway, the next one is sort of the first modern era Disneyland parade ever, and it, would, it premiered in 1965. And this was the parade that sort of set the precedent for what all future Disneyland parades would be. That's why it's so high on the list. And this was called Fantasy on Parade. And it was sort of the first time they did a parade that was held for a long period. Like, it ran for, like, three weeks during the Christmas season. Unlike now, where they run the parade for two months before Christmas. Back then, they ran it for, like, three weeks during Christmas. And this is all costumed characters heavily designed and stylized floats special music all of what you think of when it comes to a modern type of disney parade this was the beginning of it this was the first and walt disney was involved in it so he knew about what his parades were going to be going forward and uh this also evolved into a traveling arena show called Disney on Parade. The elaborate costumes and staging and everything that went into this actually inspired a live staged arena type show that lasted for five years from 1969 Mm. to 1974, which evolved into what we know today as Disney on Ice. So this all sort of came out of this Parade. Fantasy on Parade. And this ran for years until it was replaced by uh, the very Merry Christmas Parade, because this was the Christmas Parade. It wow. was divided okay. into two segments. The first segment was just non Christmas, just representing Disney movies. And then the last section was the Christmas section. So they had, after they had like a Mary Poppins, a Winnie the Pooh, a Jungle Book, a Peter Pan, etc., etc. section, the final section was the dancing christmas trees and the silly reindeer and the snowmen and santa claus you know all that mm-hmm. that we think of with the disney parade? So that came out of this parade too that all started with this parade oh so number two and a lot of people would probably think that we were going to pick this as number one but the number two is the main street electrical parade which started in 1972 And ran for decades and it's an iconic Disney parade. It's probably is my favorite parade of all time. Mm -hmm. Um Disney or otherwise. The music, the feeling you got from it, it was just wonderful. And our number one parade, and the only reason it tops is because of its historical significance. ...is the Disneyland Opening Day Parade. Because it was the first parade in Disneyland. Even though it only ran one time, it, again, was just like Disneyland 59 and then the 25th Anniversary Parade. It had each section of Disneyland represented as a section of the parade. So it had a Main Street section, an Adventureland, a very short Adventureland section, A Frontierland, a Fantasyland, and a Tomorrowland section. Of course, it was led by the Disneyland Band, of course. So that is our top 10, top 20 Disneyland parades. <laughs> and if you disagree, leave your uh, comments in the comments section and tell me what your favorite Disney parades are. I'd be interested to hear that. Yeah, you're ready to move on to our encyclopedia segment ruthie let's go get the encyclopedia e-n-c-y-c-l-o-p-e-d-i-a encyclopedia if you want to know the answers here is the way Just look inside this book and you will see Everything from A clear down through Z In the Encyclopedia E-N-C-Y-C-L-O-P-E-D-I-A So, in keeping with our parade theme, we thought we would talk about a very unusual parade. That was the first parade that was ever put on at California Adventure and it was there when the park first opened and it was called Eureka! The California Advent... Disney's Eureka! Remember back then yes. everything was Disney's? <laughs> Disney's Aladdin, Disney's this, yep. Disney's that. Disney's Eureka! The California Adventure Parade. And uh... This was an unusual parade in that uh, the floats were not the standard that you would expect from a Disneyland, Disney park parade, and the theming was a little bizarre, and the music was really different for a parade, (laughs) and just everything about this parade was just very unusual. Yeah, I don't
1: think it had one Disney character in it. No.
0: No. And the other thing I want to mention before I show a single image is that every image that I'm going to show you came from the website uh, yesterland.com. And be sure to go check out that website if you haven't before because there's a lot of wonderful pictures over there of extinct Disney attractions. Yeah, they're doing a good
1: job of honoring all that stuff that used to be there.
0: Yeah, including this parade. Yeah. So, (laughs) I guess what the whole premise of the parade is, was there is a spirit known as Eureka. So, Eureka is the state motto of California. And it's a German word that means, I have found it. It's Greek. Oh, Greek. Yeah. Oh. Okay, where did I read German? It's a Greek. I don't know. It's, it's Greek <laughs> and it means I have found it. And it's what people would say when they struck gold. Mm-hmm. And California is sort of. That's part of the history of California, is the gold rush. Yeah. So, Eureka became the state motto in 1963. And also, it's a spirit, uh, a deity. Uh, well, I guess it's. I think Disney invented this whole thing. yes yes yeah. it's the deity of this parade and she shows up in different forms throughout the whole parade um, and we'll show you all of her forms in these pictures we're gonna show yeah. you so the parade like all Disney parades was divided into different sections so the first section was sort of an honoring of the California roots that are held in uh, Mexican culture, and so they had a section that was sort of a a tribute to the Mexican heritage of California, Mm -hmm. and they had a pinata that looked like a giant sun. And they had these beautiful dancers, these gorgeous costumes. You know, that's sort of the standard that you'd expect from a Disney parade. But then here's the first time we see Eureka. And she's a strange Mayan style. Yeah, Aztec inspired dress. Yeah. yeah. And then... So the song that you're hearing, what's the name of the song, Ruby? It's Come Away With Me. It was played in all the different styles that are represented in the parade. So when you got to the uh, Mexican-American section, it was sung in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's some more of that section. Yeah, this is still like the Hispanic um, section here. And here is, uh, Eureka, again, I guess representing some sort of a carnival situation. And then, this is, uh, recognizing, uh, Deo de los Muertos, which is a, uh, Mexican holiday that coincides with Halloween. And they had these giant skeleton figures on mm-hmm. that were like puppets. And here's a close-up of one. Now this is creepy. <laughs> I, I think it's pretty cool. So this is representing Los Angeles. And this is a famous sort of a, the building behind Eureka. Here's Eureka yeah. again. Sort of representing an African American queen here, yeah. And that's the Watts Towers, yeah, which are in Los Angeles. Sort of a landmark,
1: architecture, architectural iconic structure there, yeah.
0: Right. So one thing that's sort of bizarre is elevated from one of the towers was this drummer who was drumming on drums that were suspended from the building like he was a hanging drummer Mm -hmm. just really and they
1: this part of the song is actually kind of coordinated with this section of the parade yeah and they would be banging on the
0: drums to the song yeah so the next section is sort of like the beach culture Mm -hmm. And they had, like, these really funny scuba <laughs> diver characters. Now, I cannot
1: imagine having to walk
0: in a parade with those flip-flops on. I
1: know.
0: So, remember, this parade came out in 2001, so the music sounds very much of that era, for sure. Yeah. And Ruthie was saying it reminds her of, uh the back what not the backstreet yeah story.
1: backstreet boys in back sync
0: like NSYNC. britney spears christina aguilera kind of like that yeah. era of pop music yeah so here is uh eureka again representing like beach culture i don't think people watching the parade understood that this was supposed to represent eureka the same person right like, I yeah mean, that's,
1: how it, that's the main like character was the same
0: yeah. entity basically. Yeah, I don't it think so. Doesn't look anything. I mean, it just yeah. looks like a woman, different women. Yeah. I don't think that was a very well thought out plan. I think it was mm-hmm. sort of a strange idea. So on the back of this float, they had some sort of a stunt person doing weird like things, like
1: rollerblading or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. On the moving float. And uh, then the... this is so funny. <laughs> this was a it, look at the people's heads; they're on I know. So this is a walking Golden Gate Bridge, <laughs> and this was gonna lead into the um, Chinatown segment to represent yeah. Asian culture in in California. So started out with this very strange walk around uh, and here is uh, Eureka again, this time as a Chinese figure yeah. uh, with a dragon and then again, here's a closer look at that float right here and then here's a couple other <laughs> bizarre walk around what the Asian heck? food <laughs> It's like Asian noodles and a fortune cookie. Like, what do you do for a living? I'm a fortune cookie in a Disney parade. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. And here's our final appearance of Eureka. And this is representing the faces of California. She's a golden goddess. Yeah. And the last part of the parade were these really strange... Folding fans of women's heads. Yeah, who are, are these, these celebrities? People? I mean, that one looks like Paris Hilton in the sunglasses. Yeah, but and who's the other like, one? Isn't that the, the the woman who was in the Star Wars movies?
1: Natalie Portman.
0: Yeah, it looks like her to me. It probably isn't, but that's who that's who it makes me. Think of and that looks yeah. like Paris Hilton to me. So it yeah, it isn't. does look like Paris Hilton.
1: It probably there, yeah. isn't. It's
0: probably just some random right. people that sort of look like that. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't. I don't get it. And how come only women? Are there, only women are. Are there men's faces we just do not see them? And why? I don't know. Anyway, we thought it would be fun to just show you, after we showed you all those fantastic parades, our top 20, we thought we'd show you one that doesn't quite make the list of the top 20. But, I mean, there are things about it that were really interesting. And it was a well-produced parade. It wasn't a cheapy parade, you know? It was well put together and thoughtful and, you know, it wasn't just thrown together. But I just think it was was sort of... Sort of, just like the whole park in two thousand one, uh-huh. it just it just came out of some odd notions and odd ideas. You wrote down a couple bullet points of why it failed. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So
1: this is kind of goes off of what you're saying. Like, it it did it wasn't presenting a cohesive theme because, like you already said. I don't think people realize that 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 woman on each float was supposed to be the same person, just kind of transforming and representing a different type of, um, you know, culture or icon like um, of California.
0: Yeah, it was. How would you know that? Right. If you have to write a book report for people to understand it, probably not a good idea for a parade. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The <laughs> um, so one thing. So I watched a YouTube video of this because I don't, I might have seen it when, because I did go to um, California Adventure when it first opened, but um, so I might have seen it, but I don't really remember it. And so I watched a YouTube video, and the thing that was just striking me so strongly about this parade as I was watching it is that this did not feel like a Disney parade. It felt like the Rose Parade to me. And the whole idea that it's supposed to be representing, you know, California as a state and kind of just really you know sending the message of you know what california is all about to me why would you it's such it's that kind of message needs to be on a grander scale than the california adventure park so it would be like a parade that you would see on tv where everybody across the nation would be watching that parade and seeing those kind of things and being like oh yeah that is like california the beach or oh golden gate bridge things like that not just a a group of people who already live in california yeah because that was the main um uh demographic of the people who were going to that park at that time was just people who live in california so it the audience didn't fit the message that they were trying to send as well and then that actually goes even further for the entire park
0: (laughs) well yeah part of the other problem with the parade is Nobody was watching it because there was nobody in the park. Right. So it wasn't the parade necessarily that was a problem; it was the park itself. Yeah. Which is a problem. They quickly went back to the drawing boards to fix. Yeah. I mean, and with, like we said, spent eventually billions of dollars fixing more than right. what it cost to more to the than just the parade, party. exactly. Yeah. But
1: nothing over in nothing in that parade to Disney or had any sort of draw that that was representing Disney so of course people aren't there's no reason for them to stay there and watch that parade no so, Disney characters nothing
0: the parade was replaced in 2003 by an X Games experience spelled with an X because everything <laughs> I mean the word experience was spelled X-P-E-R because everything in the um, Early 2000s was Extreme! Extreme Games! XX! Generation X! Everything was XX. And, uh, well, I. (laughs) I Not what. Not Generation X, but yeah. Well, no, I mean not like rated X. I mean. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Because when I said XX, it was like, no, 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 I don't mean that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Even though there was a lot of that going on then, I mean. Anyway. <laughs> but my point is that they had a uh, sort of a parade sports slash demonstration slash exhibition that sort of replaced that. And it was more of, you know, bike stunts and skateboard stunts and things like that. Yeah. sort of. And then they had at night, they brought back the Main Street Electrical Parade. They just called it Disney's Electrical Parade. And then in the, um, in, I think in 2005, 2005 they came, five, yeah. they had the block party bash, which was sort of like a street parade, like with the dancing and everything. And it evolved over time and it came more and more and more Pixar till so it yeah. was all Pixar. By the time it stopped running, it was just a Pixar parade.
1: Yeah. And it, and it was kinda like how you would get the audience kind of involved in the parade a little bit. People would, you know, pull you up, pull people out want from the to audience be to come and, so, out and
0: dance yeah. during the
1: parade. Yeah. So that was so this Eureka parade ran um like you said, February two thousand and one and then um to the summer of two thousand and two and so the block party Bash, was what, which wasn't until two thousand and five. That was the next daytime parade. So from 2002 to 2005, there was no daytime parade at California Adventure.
0: Right. So now we're going to move on to another parade-themed segment. This time, it's our Armchair Imagineering. One Little Spark of Inspiration is at the heart of all creation. Right at the start of everything that's new, one little spark lights up for you. Oh, funny. Imagination, imagination. A dream can be a dream come true with just that spark in me and you. (laughs) So, Ruthie and I both came up with a parade idea great concept so I'm gonna go first and my concept is 100 magical years of walt disney because the disney Brothers studio was formed in 1923 so that means in three years the walt disney organization will be 100 years old and i think it would be appropriate to have a parade honor that in the disney parks and so i came up with an idea to have sort of a parade that goes through the history of disneyland sort of decade by decade but i'll explain it a little bit it's it's not exactly decade by decade it's more eras in chronological order So my first era is going to be the 1920s and 1930s short subjects. So it would involve Oswald and everything that predated Mickey, and then it would also have Steamboat Willie, Mickey, and characters from the Silly Symphonies, and just everything that pre basically everything that predated Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs would be the first float, first segment of the parade. Then the next segment... Oh, and the thing is that it would start out in black and white and then it would transition into color after they get to like the silly the symphony section. Mm-hmm. Now, I just chose pictures of ex- existing parades or parades that have existed just to sort of represent what I'm sort of aiming at for my idea for the parade so the next float is uh, Pinocchio but what this section would be I'm calling it the Golden Age and this would represent Snow White up to Bambi basically the early era of animated features so it would have like Snow White, Pinocchio, Fantasia, Dumbo and Bambi represented in this section. So that would be the second float. And then the next section I'm calling the War Years. And this would include the um, package films, the Latin American films, and everything involving uh, the things Disney produced during World War II. And I am including a Mr. Toad section, unlike the like the Fantasy Parade. (laughs) (laughs) So the next section would be the Silver Era. And this is animation from 1950 to 1967. So Cinderella, Alice, Peter Pan, Lady and the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, Sword in the Stone, Jungle Book, and 101 Dalmatians. all represented in this section. And here I have an Alice in Wonderland float to sort of give you the idea. But the floats wouldn't be, in my parade, the floats wouldn't be as specific to one single movie. It would be a float that sort of represents all the movies and characters from all those movies would be on the float. But they don't have actual floats like that, so I just sort of picked one representing one of the things. And so the Mm -hmm. next section would be a theme: the Disney Parks. And so Mm -hmm. this would be a float sort of representing... Well, actually, the next float I don't have a picture for, it would be Disney and TV Land. So it would be the Mickey Mouse Club, Davy Crockett, and then Zorro. And then it would even go further ahead into, like, DuckTales and... Oh, cool. Just everything that has to do with Disney and TV. So... Mm -hmm. It's sort of a chronological parade, but it does make little jumps here and there to sort of represent a whole theme of one thing. Like, TV is all one float. The the whole gamut of TV through time. Same with this section, which is the theme parks section, which would follow the TV section. And this would have stuff that represents Disneyland, Disney World, Epcot, the overseas parks, everything. It would just be a float representing Disney parks generally. Mm -hmm. And then the next section would be live action. And this would represent the best moments in Disney live action films. And including, of course, Mary Poppins, which is represented here. Mm-hmm. and uh but it, it would have other films represented like herbie would be there and uh you know bed and broomsticks would probably represent anything live action pete's dragon mm-hmm. then the next section would be the bronze age of animation so this is everything 67 up to the renaissance so winnie the pooh and uh the rescuers and Mm -hmm. uh oliver and company anything from that era would be represented here how appropriate oh i thought this was a winnie the song, but it's who's afraid of the (laughs) big guy so then the next section would be the renaissance so this would be Basically Roger Rabbit up to the end of the nineties, Tarzan. So there'd be Little Mermaid, Roger Rabbit, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Beast, Tarzan, Momon, Lion King, all those movies would be represented. And then I would have a Pixar segment. So Toy Story is represented in this image, but it would have all the different Pixar characters represented. And then the next section would be Marvel and Star Wars. (laughs) And then the final section, which I don't have an image for, is going to be everything from animation from 2000 up to the present. So Lilo and Stitch, um, Meet the Robinsons, uh, Tangled, Frozen everything yeah Uh, Moana and that would be the final float for the parade so that is my
1: idea I think that's a great idea and I think they should do it get started on it now
0: we have got (laughs) three years to plan exactly so Ruthie has a parade idea what's your idea so, my
1: parade idea, which I'm going to give Chris credit because um, he actually na- gave the, my parade this name um, Every Day's a Holiday. Because um, I had um, basically, I think I had called it like Celebration of the Seasons or something like that. Um, but, well, I can't you know, take
0: credit because that's a Disney name. There's a song written by the Sherman Brothers called Every Day's a Holiday. And there was also a stage show at Walt Disney World. Which is basically the same theme as your parade. It went through all the holidays, but it was a castle stage show called "Every Day's oh. a Holiday." So I oh. can't take credit either. Your idea oh, okay. just reminded <laughs> me of that. So that's okay, I, yeah.
1: Well, I think that's a great name, and um, I kind of just came up with this idea because, you know, Disney celebrates all the holidays and they do stuff around the park, and sometimes they'll have little parades or you know things here or there but I thought it would be really cool to just put it all together and have one big parade to celebrate all the holidays and the seasons and different culture holidays and things like that all in one parade. And then they can run this parade any time of the year. So whenever they need a parade, a daytime parade, um, then they can just run this, every day's a holiday parade and it would just be, you know, you come to to Disney to celebrate things. So, you know, we celebrate these holidays and, and, cultures and things as well so um, you know I would have 12 floats and it would go basically celebrate one month every um, of the year so the first um, there's no picture for this particular one but the first one would be a new year's day or new year's slash lunar new year kind of a celebration so you know you could have uh, different characters dressed up uh, you know like uh, in a top hat and a suit kind of like a new year's thing you also have like um,
0: the Chinese new year
1: yeah, yeah, baby, New Year, and then the Lunar New Year, which is Chinese New Year. You have like the
0: whatever. the dragon. Yeah, whatever um, year it is, like if it's the year of the pig. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever pigs. animal it is.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they could do that. Um, the next one would be, you know, Valentine's Day. That happens in February, and you know they do they definitely do stuff around the park for Valentine's Day. So you know they already have things like that that they can have. You know, Mickey and Minnie or whatever. You know, a a float with um, different, uh, you know, Disney couples, you know, put them on the float to celebrate Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day.
0: The prince and princesses.
1: Exactly. Um, The next float would be for March. That's St. Patrick's Day, which, again, you know, Disney already does little things around the park, but they can just make a float here and put, you know... um, Mickey and Minnie, or it doesn't have to necessarily be Mickey and Minnie, although it could always be Mickey and Minnie and all O'Gill of
0: these. And the little people.
1: Yep. Yep. They could have the, the little man from Disneyland on there, you know? Yeah. Um, that'd not? be cute if they did, like, a little tree with a little door and stuff like that. That would be so cute.
0: Or they could so, create a walk-around character of him.
1: Oh, that would be really cute.
0: Yeah. That's what with I thought.
1: <laughs> no, well, I mean, they could, yeah. he could. That could be on the float, or he could be walking around his. Um, as well so that would be really cute um, the next one April they would it would be Easter slash spring and you know they in the past Disneyland has had an Easter parade where you know characters would come out they'd be all decked out like you see this image here with the you know um, very colorful so outfits and things bunny. like that yeah so they can do that and again that kind of Easter goes along with spring where you know things are blooming and things like that so you know, have very colorful float there. Um, the next one, which we don't have a picture of, but, you know, for May, Cinco de Mayo, we want to represent our, uh, you know, the Mexican um, holiday of Cinco de Mayo. No so, Mother's Day? Oh. I mean, you could have a mother walking around. Uh, but, uh, mother should... of the Year.
0: Of <laughs> you could have a mother you walking know. around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I, th- I, I think they it's should fun, do you
0: know. Mother's Day to have dis- Disney mothers, like,
1: it could, but, but I kind of like, you know, celebrating, like, a little bit more um, holidays but, that are not necessarily but have that for October
0: well. for another holiday.
1: Yeah. Which so is why, a so little bit come, different. How come mothers aren't
0: getting represented? I feel offended.
1: Oh, they're fine. Mothers are fine. I'm a mother. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> so that's May. Um, June, I don't have a picture for this one either, but, you know, I just thought it would be... Um, really, uh, for fondest to celebrate Juneteenth. King. It's, you know, this is a, a holiday of the...
0: John Henry.
1: Yeah. Because that was the Disney cartoon. And, yep, we're celebrating, uh, you know, the, uh, Diana. Freedom Day, Liberation, Emancipation, you know, we can, um, uh, have, like, a nice, very, um, very, uh, understated, you know, representation of this, uh, Holiday that has just become—it's just starting to become a national holiday. So we definitely want to include that for, for July, of course, Fourth of July. You know, Disney had—you know—we just talked about America on Parade, a whole uh, yeah, entire afraid, parade yeah. themed of of you know America yeah. and things like that. So you know, they could take one of those floats. Eat that first float that you had—that picture of for America on Parade—that would be perfect.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So for August. There isn't really a holiday in August, so I kind of picked this as the summer themed. So you could do something like this, where you know, it's sometime time and. Uh,
0: birthday. What was that? You could do Ruthie's birthday. Yes,
1: birthday. <laughs> yes, make a, a float just for my birthday.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but you know, Mickey and Minnie dressed up in uh, you know their swimsuits and their summer gear, and um, you know, enjoying the um, time off. So. This would be the next float, summer. After this, um, which we don't have a picture for this one, next one, because there isn't really a quote a real holiday for September. I I mean, there's like
0: there's Labor Day,
1: but you know you can't really. I think of
0: school or something. Yeah, you could.
1: That could kind of go along with what I picked, which was fall. Um, to so we're not full-blown halloween yet but we're you know celebrating fall you know so you could kind of you know clump back back to school with that then for october to represent october you would, would have halloween or and also um you know obviously in this picture here you see mickey uh the pumpkin i mean that would be um, an awesome float right there if they just turned that mickey pumpkin into an actual float but and then also that happens around the same time as dia de los Muertos. Um, which is the holiday that is represented in the, the film. Um, Coco. Yes, Coco. I was going to say Miguel, but that's not the name of the movie. That's the <laughs> name of the boy. <laughs> so, um, and this float is amazing. I think this is from the, what, the newest parade that they had oh, yeah. at Disneyland before one it closed. Yeah,
0: two days, yeah.
1: Yeah, but this float is amazing. So, um, that would be a... Um, and then finally, like two more floats. So November, we would do a Thanksgiving float, which, you know, Disney has done in the past. They've celebrated, you know, have a turkey and, and things like that. Um, Mickey and Minnie dressed up in pilgrim costumes, things like mm-hmm. that. And then the last float would be like a Christmas slash winter float, which, you know, use Frozen to represent that or, you know just something along those lines and you know have santa or something like that like they do in the christmas parade you know so i just felt like it would be really cool to kind of incorporate all of those different elements that they do throughout the year into one parade
0: ruthie yes let's go shopping let's go we have a new segment <laughs> and this is called the disney emporium and we're gonna look at some new Merchandise that has recently come out and a lot of cute stuff. So we oh, found, yeah. We really wanted to talk about it. So, um, the first thing, we, we divided it into three segments. So, the first segment, we're going to talk about some Halloween merchandise that Disney has recently put out there. And a lot of it's sort of haunted mansions. Yeah. So here's a few things. We've got I mean lately those mini headbands have been huge. Like the Oh yeah, they're huge. Several any years. sort of
1: like possible design that you could think of is yeah. on a mini headband.
0: Yeah. So this is a haunted mansion themed mini ears. And then mm-hmm. they have I don't know who would wear that. A ghost host baseball cap with the Haunted Mansion wallpaper design. And then they have a sweater, which is the Haunted Mansion wallpaper. And the back of Mm -hmm. the sweater, depending on which you prefer, they have either Disneyland or Walt Disney World printed on the back. And the front just says Mm -hmm. Haunted Mansion in the pocket. But that's the Raleigh Crump wallpaper design. Now these are really cute. They're oh, two I'm different looking... bags. One of them sort of a mini bag, and one of them backpack, and one of them's like a bigger backpack. And then a, a billfold, all mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion thing. So one of them, obviously, is the hitchhiking ghosts. And the other one looks like a, the costume for the, the Haunted Mansion cast member, female cast member. Yeah. Because they wear that apron and the thing in their hair, mm-hmm. the like a maid costume. costume kind of a thing, yeah. yeah. And then the billfold is like the the plate that's on the entrance, you know, the name plate on the entrance mm-hmm. to the haunted mansion. Those now are this cool.
1: stuff, like I've seen the the slide before this, and this stuff is on Shop Disney right now. So as you know, of course, subject to availability, but you can purchase this stuff now.
0: So there's a game, a haunted mansion game that's available, and also uh, there's some Funko uh, stuff. There's actually a haunted mansion Funko Verse mm-hmm. game, and then they have some new Funko figures. They've released haunted mansion figures in the past, but they have a new one. Which is the yeah, this organ, organ player. player. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really that that guy's pretty cute right there. He is cute. Yeah. I really like the Funko stuff. I think it's really cute.
1: It is really cute. It's It's really hard to be collecting that because they are constantly putting out new cute stuff.
0: And it's also hard because the, they don't last long. They sell out so fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that we don't have pictured, but I did notice there's actually a Hocus Pocus board game mm-hmm. that you can find. Sort of a Halloween theme there, too. The next section we're going to talk about is something we've sort of been covering all year. Yeah. And this is the Minnie Mouse, the main attraction. And so every month they took a little bit of a break, but then they sort of brought it back again. Um, And every month they've been releasing a collection of items themed around Minnie Mouse and a specific Disney theme park attraction. So we talked about all of them, and we'll talk, we'll sort of review some of the more recent ones. Catch up, yeah. So. What month was this, Ruthie? This June. This the Peter Pan's Flight Collection. Yeah. They always I feel include... like we
1: mentioned this before, but it Rip doesn't hurt it. to talk about it again,
0: because it's really cute. We mentioned it in our last episode, but the um, collection always includes a set of mini ears mm-hmm. and a mini mouse doll and pins, but then the other yeah. things sort of vary. Sometimes there's backpacks, sometimes there's mugs, there's different things. Like a fanny pack. Are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this month included a back a Peter Pan's flight backpack with mini Mouse ears, and then July was the Cara, King Arthur's carousel was yep. the theme. This is so
1: cute. Those ears are so cute.
0: Yeah, this is. I think so far this has been my favorite. I like the color really? scheme. Yeah, I just I I really like this color scheme a lot. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um. And then August was Dumbo's Flying Elephant. So it's sort of mm-hmm. a circus theme. Reds and blues. I guess they always have a mug. I yeah. guess what varies really is the type of the bag. bag. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because here's a fanny pack, it's not like a full blown backpack. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And then for the most recent, which is already sold out, by the way, I just looked and they've already sold out. This Mm -hmm. is Big Thunder Mountain. This is really
1: cute. I like this a lot.
0: I don't know. This it's hard for me to decide whether I like the carousel the best or this one the best because I really Mm -hmm. like the colors. I also like how the backpack is denim.
1: I was just going to say that. Really? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs>
1: With like the little mountain pattern. And her ears on her, are, her, I think her,
0: her dress ears dress. are denim too. Yes. The doll. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. That is so cute. I like that. And coming October, in fact, this is hot off the presses because yes. we just found a picture just a, hours, a couple hours before we recorded this. They're doing, of course, for October, they have to do the Haunted Mansion. So they're doing a fanny pack for that. I guess it makes sense because they have those amazing bags you can get somewhere else that right, are the, the full-blown full blown backpacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have a fanny pack option.
1: Yeah, these so, are cute. And I will say, like I've checked here and there on Shop Disney and even though it seems like, you know, of course, everybody's rushing to get it when it's first released and it's sold out, I've seen them actually bring up the... they've been restocking so, yeah. like like the one um I, I believe it was the eighth which is my favorite because it's a small world. Um, I've actually seen they were sold out of it and they brought it back so I was a, actually able to get the mug. So they are replenishing as they can.
0: So our final section for the shopping is they just recently released a whole bunch of 65th anniversary of Disneyland merchandise. And I guess it's because they couldn't sell it at Disneyland, they decided to release it in a different way. Yeah. So a lot of it's Started available. in July, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is available at different online shopping uh, places. But yeah. there is a lot of stuff you can find at the... Um, downtown Disney. Here's a picture of a display at downtown Disney selling Yeah, tickets. at
1: World of D- Disney in California and World of Disney in Florida.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And here's some of the merch you'll find there. You can order all this online, too, I believe, but uh, of course they've got the mini ears again, and now they have a mail a, a option, thank goodness. Regular <laughs> Mickey ears. And I love that backpack yeah and I love that shirt and I know someone who wants that shirt because Brian <laughs> our friend oh yeah loves, he likes those types of shirts those sort of Hawaiian type print I bet you that's on his wish list yeah <laughs> I wouldn't mind that shirt either it's cute yeah it's cute here's some more things there's the same backpack again I love that figurine with the castle. yeah. And they have some cute plush that, like, they have a plush of the the Skyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> and winking have, at you. <laughs> they have a plush of the Monstro the whale, and the caterpillar, and Mr. Toad, and the Barker bird from the Enchanted Tea yeah. yeah, really. Cute. I love that stuff yeah now funko has gone crazy with the 65th anniversary they yes. have a whole line of things that are available some of them are exclusive just i think that the mickey mouse funko with the castle is exclusive to target right no
1: that one's on amazon
0: that's on the amazon. mickey mouse
1: one is on amazon
0: and is the. There's a similar one with Walt Disney instead of Mickey. Where is that one available? Uh,
1: that one is gonna, it's not available yet, but it's going to be on Shop Disney. So okay. if, when it does arrive, I highly doubt it's going to be there for very long.
0: I know. So the castle is the same. Yeah. It has- But who doesn't Disney want a Funko fun Pop of Walt Disney Walt, holding Mickey Mouse? Cause
1: I don't know if you can see, but he's actually he's holding, holding
0: Mickey Mouse. There. Yeah. Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah. In the release of uh, Alice in Wonderland collection with Alice, the Cheshire Cat, and the Mad Hatter in his teacup. Yeah. Now, this is going to be at Target only. That's a Target exclusive. Okay. Uh, we'll yeah. tell you what everything, where you can get everything mm-hmm. as we go through. Okay, so this is an Amazon exclusive, I believe, and this is a KC- just.
1: So it's just that mini one.
0: Oh, is the-, the mini is exclusive to Amazon, but the rest you can get anywhere, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, you can get it at like the online Funko Pop, or um, yeah. they have the other ones at on Amazon as well. But you can only get the mini caboose, or I guess that's the caboose.
0: Yeah, on Amazon. Is, the so there's five of them. There's the engine. There's a Goofy, Pluto, Mickey, Dumbo and did i say goofy already goofy so mm-hmm. you can get all of them and put them together as one set or you can buy them individually so yeah. that's the casey junior circus Train collection and this is the matterhorn collection and where can you get this one this is
1: on amazon or also a website called entertainment earth which has a lot of funko pops as well
0: mm-hmm. okay but
1: these are available now. I've, I saw them on Amazon today.
0: And this is a Disney Park attraction, a Fantasyland attraction collection. It includes Mr. Toad, Peter Pan, and Dumbo. And where is this available? Do you know?
1: Uh, I think... I'm not sure where point. that one is.
0: I think this might be a Disney... The Disney, Shop Disney. Yeah. Time. You might be able to get it at other places, but I think you probably can get it there for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, they also have many, not mini Mouse, but small mini um, <laughs> Funkos. And some of them are keychains, which are really cute. So you can get the mm-hmm. keychain version, or you can just get them as just little mini figurines. And they're all riding Disney attractions. Like Captain Hook and Peter Pan are riding the Peter Pan pirate ships. And Mm -hmm. Mickey's riding a bobsled. And Alice and the Cheshire Cat are riding teacups, and etc, etc. These are cute. Okay, so we have three more little collections. And these are all exclusive to three different website shopping facilities so this is a site called box lunch and these are all the items available exclusive to that site there's pins there's a puzzle um, there's a really cute notebook with Disney characters on the top of it yeah, that's cute mm-hmm. there's a cute keychain some really cool sweaters bunch of buttons mm-hmm. and a really fun backpack some really nice stuff yeah box lunch has a really good uh, assortment of Disney
1: stuff just in general yeah. and a lot of stuff that you won't see anywhere else you can just get it at box lunch like I mean I can buy I bought a couple of um, shirts recently from them that were aristocats theme and you mm-hmm. cannot really find a theme to find.
0: like yeah. shirts yeah yeah This is the Target exclusive. And Ruthie likes all this stuff. So there's a. I want it all. (laughs) There's a lunchbox, a backpack, some pins. And what's that? Is that a placemat? It's a a throw blanket. Oh, it is. So it's big.
1: Yeah. It's like a big
0: thing. I didn't realize how big it was. I thought it was just like a placemat or something.
1: I know it does kind of look like a placemat, but no, well, it's, a, it's actual blanket.
0: Is, that's the size on their site, like compared to the t-shirt and everything. So that's why I <laughs> sort of confused. <laughs> yeah. It. And oh, then finally, stuff. this is the Amazon exclusive stuff. They've yeah. got a, um, mm-hmm. a handbag, a tote, like a little clutch. I guess you call that a clutch with the chain. And mm-hmm. then a matching wallet. And then a really cute backpack. Mm-hmm. And then there's some. What are those? Those are little.
1: Like ID badges ID or badges. like a.
0: Like yeah. annual pass holder kind of a thing. And then there's some pins. And, uh. Yep. Yeah, so that. It, every store has exclusives. Yeah, and some of this stuff
1: is available to pre-order on Amazon now.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you have to sort of go to multiple places to get everything. It's not all a one-stop shop, which I don't know how I feel about that. I think that's sort of inconvenient, but...
1: But the other thing is, like, you know, it kind of makes it where you can... If you are just an Amazon shopper or something like that, it makes it more convenient to get that there rather than, you know, oh, this one, you know, website that I don't really go to or something like that, you know?
0: Yeah. So that's our episode, Ruthie.
1: Yeah. Wow. And I'd
0: like to thank everyone, everyone for your continued support, financial support, or just, uh, watching and enjoying our content and support, we appreciate all of you in all the different ways that you uh, show us your love of Disney. And uh, so, Ruthie, why don't you tell us, Betty, where they can find Jimmy Crickets on the web?
1: Sure. You can listen to all of our past shows, including audio versions of Dateline Jiminy Crickets, on our website, jcricketpodcast.blogspot.com. You can also listen to us on iTunes under the name Jiminy Crickets, with an exclamation point, and be sure to leave us a five-star review. On our YouTube channel, we share updates to the Disney Chris website, including the Disneyland Magical Audio Tour, as well as past episodes of the Jiminy Crickets podcast and Dateline Jiminy Crickets. You can find our channel if you search for DisneyChris.com and remember dot com is spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M and don't forget to subscribe and click on the notification bell. You can also join in the conversation over on our Facebook page at Jiminy Crickets Podcast where you can not only interact with Chris and me and all of our fellow cricketeers but you can also stay up to date on all the latest details of our many worldwide Web endeavors. In addition to all the normal places you have always found our podcast, you can now also find us over at The RoarBots, a unique website celebrating all aspects of geek culture, including Disney fandom. Here we share all of our new episodes twice monthly, as well as special best-of episodes from our extensive back catalog of shows. We are proud to be a part of this motley crew of pop culture superfans, so be sure to check out this amazing website at www.theroarbots.com. If you would like to contact the show with your comments or questions, our email address is DisneyChris D-O-T-C-O-M at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.
0: So you can find us on Instagram at DisneyChris underscore JC underscore podcast. You can find me on Twitter at DisneyChris73. And you can find both Ruthie and I on Facebook, Ruthie Brown. And Chris Linden, spelled L-Y-N-D-O-N, as in Lyndon Johnson. And again, my website is DisneyChris.com, home of the Disneyland Magical Audio Tour, the Disney Song of the Day. Don't forget, we are looking for Patreon supporters. So if you are interested in getting free rewards every month and supporting what we do, that would be Patreon.com slash disney chris now if you don't like dealing with patreon for whatever reason we also will take donations via paypal and uh the same rewards that are offered via patreon we also will offer you if you are a monthly paypal supporter and if you want to make a one-time donation you can do that as well through paypal and uh when you do that i'll send you a bunch of rewards just a one-time collection of fun stuff as a thank you for your one-time donation and for all of our donation options it would be disneychris.com donate.html so ruthie do you have any final words for today to quote
1: walt disney laughter is timeless imagination has no age dreams are forever
0: Always let your conscience be your guide. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. M-O-I.